0: Neville talks a lot about abandoning ourselves to the new desired state. So I thought I would talk a little bit about his passages that refer to this particular concept and explore how we can apply them. In his 1970 lecture, Self-abandonment, Neville says, In the beginning, God, Elohim, plural, the gods, created the heavens and the earth, like creating a theater for the display of its might and creative powers. And then the God said, let us make man in our image. So we came down and clothed ourselves in these garments. We aren't pretending. We completely abandon ourselves to these garments. The secret is self-abandonment. Never would you have made anything had you not loved it, never. We so loved it, and so, having loved it, we commit ourselves to the object of our love and actually become it. Self-commission is the secret. He continues, So that Son of God is in you. You say, I am, that's he. That is the Son of God. But you so loved the object to whom you gave yourself that you abandon yourself completely and empty yourself of your divinity and just buried yourself in the object of your love and you are going to transform it into yourself, who is God. Then when you transform it, you are the same God. Only you have expanded beyond that moment in eternity When you ventured into this experiment becoming your own creation so to me that's pretty interesting because what he is saying is that when you create a new state you identify a new version of yourself you want to be you are essentially doing the act of God doing the same thing God did when he or she um, decided to create himself in our image he had a desire Create himself into our image and then abandon himself to you know that creation and so when we choose a state and we create a state we act as God in that creation when we abandon ourselves towards it he continues so you imagine yourself to be what reason denies and your senses deny but imagine it God had to completely abandon himself to the form of man to believe himself man. Do you know what that is? The being that you really are? For I tell you, when you come back after the birth from above and find yourself spirit, I mean spirit but more real than anything in the whole vast world all put together, but you are spirit and you are more real than any object in space or all the objects in space. To me, the meaning of this passage is exactly what we covered earlier that in the same way that we imagine ourselves to be what reason might deny and my senses might deny, uh, we imagine it and bring it to creation, God had to completely abandon himself to the form of man to believe himself man. In his 1966 lecture, Occupant or Inmate, Neville says, when Christ imagination begins to stir in you, go all out and completely abandon yourself to a state, determined to either sink or swim. Dare to move from one state into another. Many years ago Blake showed me how to move, how to see infinite man as one, telling me to let myself go and fall backwards. I fell just as I have done from a high diving board into a pool. But this time, I fell through interstellar space. And when I came to rest, I saw a heavenly being in the distance. At first, it appeared as one man whose heart was like a flaming ruby. As I approached, I saw this flaming heart contained all of humanity, all the nations, all the races. Every being in the world was contained in the heart of one man. That is how I learned to move from one state to another. Just let yourself go and fall backwards into another state. From one of not being wanted to being wanted. Now, it's pretty darn interesting to hear his perspectives and his sort of mystical visions and his mystical way of explaining some of these concepts. He's talking about how The same way that you have fallen backwards from a diving board into a pool, I don't know about you, I never did that before, but the same way that a diver would do that, he had this vision of falling through interstellar space and he noticed this heavenly being in the distance and that one man whose heart was a flaming ruby had all of the human states, all the ways that humanity could express itself. And he said that every being in the world was contained in this heart. And so all you have to do is believe like from the heart space, believe from your being, trust that you can fall from a state to another state, from a state of being wanted to not being wanted and vice versa. And trust yourself because in the heart of humanity contains all these states, contains all these, contains every single state you could ever imagine. So it's pretty fascinating um, the way that he describes it. And it's a little out there as well. But We all love that. He continues. So tonight, learn how to move. It takes no time to move from one state into another. Just the willingness to let go. You cannot serve two masters. You either believe me or you don't. You are either with me or against me burn your bridges and completely abandon yourself to the person you want to be reason cannot understand therefore he will say it cannot be reason will never find christ for christ comes only through revelation i absolutely love this one because he's talking about how you can't really serve two different states you can't be in the state of fear or love both at the same time you know you have to make a choice Are you with the old man or are you becoming the new man? It takes no time or no effort. It just takes the willingness to let go. In that same way that he sort of induced the picture of falling backwards, a diver falling backwards into the water, you must trust yourself and trust your new state. And he also says, reason cannot understand. Reason has no place in this. It just can't understand and it will you know bring you some doubt it'll tell you this cannot be but reason will never find christ because christ comes only through revelation christ comes only through that process of trusting and recreating and figuring out who you really are i want to finish this with the last piece that he says here at nearing the end of the lecture he says tonight i hope you heard enough that want to test it Try falling into a state and remaining there until it feels natural. It feels natural to go home tonight and you'll feel relaxed when you arrive. I have been living in my home 7 years now and no matter where I go, it always feels so good to be home again. Now move into a state and stay there until you feel just as comfortable in it as you do in your home. You might not feel at home in a palatial place, but if you will remain there long enough, it will begin to feel like home for you will become accustomed to it and not feel its strangeness anymore. And so I really, really love this one because I actually posted in the Neville Goddard School of Imagination Facebook group earlier about the fact that the analogy of moving homes is kind of a great one when you're thinking about changing states because in other lectures, Neville talks about how the state that we dwell in the most, the state that we live in the most, becomes the one that's outpictured, and this also lends itself to that analogy you have to make the new state your home abandon yourself to the new state so much that it feels like home you don't doesn't feel so strange anymore and he also says you might not feel home in a palatial or luxurious place yet but if you remain there long enough it's going to feel like home so yeah love this particular passage In his 1959 Lecture, The Art of Dying, Neville says, For crucifixion comes before resurrection. Crucifixion without resurrection would be unthinkable. It would be the utter triumph of tyranny. If I could yield myself to my dream and it would not become flesh, it would be complete tyranny over this wonderful concept of life. But you cannot fail if you yield. If you hold back within yourself, wondering what will I play as my last card if this doesn't work, then you have not yielded, you have not nailed yourself to it. If there is a complete yielding, it is the great cry, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? If you know that you're God doing it, you can yield. But there must be complete abandonment as though it were true, and then you make it a reality. The cost is that form of mental abandonment that Blake calls madness. But man is afraid. He dare not so abandon himself to a dream, and so never dies. So Blake was right when he said, there is nothing like death. The best thing in life is death. To me, this passage is pretty interesting. He talks about how if we couldn't resurrect ourselves after the crucifixion, then life wouldn't make sense at all. Life would be a disaster. Life would be hell. It would be complete tyranny. But what he's saying is, that's not how it works. If you yield, you cannot fail. If you completely and fully yield, completely and fully, you cannot fail. But there has to be that complete abandonment. He says, if you're thinking, what will I play as my last card if this doesn't work? If you think that there might be a trump card, if this doesn't work, there's a sort of seed of doubt, you are not yielded completely. You haven't nailed yourself to it. And the reason we might do that is because we're scared. You know, we're not abandoning ourselves to our greatest dreams, so we never kill our old man or woman. We never die to our old states. We just end up keeping alive all of our old states because we're afraid. And so I think that is a great invitation to just let it all go. And you have one life here as your character, right? Why not truly trust in the dream, the vision in your mind, the vision in your heart that you know is real? So he continues. Next Sunday is a great drama. I am riding a beast and I am at the crossroads. Bring me a colt on which no man ever sat that is tied by the road where two ways meet. Here is a state I've never ridden before. It is so unnatural to feel myself to be the man I want to be and to actually get into that state and ride it without being thrown by reason, which tells me I am mad. But if you know the Lord is your imagination, you can ride it into Jerusalem. We are told we will find the animal at a crossroads where two roads meet. We are always at a crossroads of what I am and what I want to be. So can I ride the beast I find at the crossroads and ride it into Jerusalem? Then I'm going toward heaven. But it is not continuous on my line of motion. It is contiguous. It is adjacent to where I am. For heaven is a state of consciousness. I try to catch the feeling that would be mine if I were the man I want to be, but that involves a death. I must abandon myself to my dream as if it were true, and living in it, I lift it up and make it real. Everyone must pass through this state, for this is the only true religion in the world. Religion, like charity, begins at home, with one's self. The mother seed of all religious beliefs lies in the mystical experiences of the individual all ceremonies are but secondary growths superimposed upon it i really like this one i come from a hindu background and there's tons of really kind of gorgeous and psychedelic almost ceremonies that we take part of Um, and sometimes they can give that feeling of a mystical experience and they get that you get a little mood of a mystical experience when you're doing those rituals However, it's nothing like experiencing them for yourself. So I really like that last bit, but I appreciated what he brought in here because even though sometimes some of the things he says can be confusing to someone who doesn't have that biblical background, all he's saying here is, here are two roads. Here is a road where two ways meet. Here's a state I've never ridden before. It's unnatural to feel myself to be the man I want to be. It's unnatural for me to get into the state and ride it without being thrown by reason, which tells me I'm crazy. And so it's about knowing that God is your imagination and you can ride that colt. You can ride that colt, which no man ever sat, into Jerusalem. So to me, this is an invitation to abandon yourself to your dreams. I mean, it's your dreams at the end of the day. And experience your own, very own mystical experience where you realize exactly who you are. It's pretty fascinating the way he says it. And you can't really help but feel inspired. In his 1955 lecture, Mental Diets, neville says we abandon ourselves to negative inner talking yet expect to retain command of life our present mental conversations do not recede into the past as man believes they advance into the future to confront us as wasted or invested words my word said the prophet shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which i please and it shall prosper in all the things whereto I sent it. And so in this, he's talking about how people tend to abandon themselves to negative inner talking. So it's kind of like the inverse of um, the advice he's given us. He's saying, stop abandoning yourself to all the negative inner conversations. So that feeling of abandoning ourselves is to sort of ignore the world, ignore the physical world, and live internally right ignore the even the good things that might be happening in our world and go internally and think negatively we do that sometimes right human beings tend to do that so he's saying you're expecting yourself to abandon yourself to your negative inner talking but expect to retain command of life so why not i'm just asking myself and asking the listener Abandon yourself to a positive inner experience, a positive inner atmosphere, positive inner conversations. And then you can retain your command of life in the way that you want it to be. In his 1969 lecture True Forgiveness, Neville says something kind of funny. He says, who at a cocktail party ever discusses the Word of God? I recall about five years ago, I was invited to a dinner party where everybody was telling jokes. Although I love a joke, I'm not a good storyteller of that nature. So when it was my time to speak, I rose and told them about God's law. When I seated myself, the gentleman giving the party said, I didn't realize we had invited a long hair here tonight. That was his attitude towards the word of God. Well, the gentleman has just departed this little section of time and has been restored to a young body to continue living in a terrestrial world like this but without his money in the bank for that he left behind he took the knowledge of what he had done and who he is with him but his earthly things he left behind i just thought that was kind of an interesting passage in the context of abandoning yourself because he truly abandoned himself to being a man of God, a man as God. And even when he was in a cocktail party where people were telling jokes, it's not like he was judging everyone else for having a good time. He just talked about what he knew. He talked about what came readily to him. It kind of shows the complete abandonment he had, the inner conversations that he had to the truth. And it's pretty inspiring. So thank you so much for listening to these passages and listening to my interpretation of these passages. The term abandon yourself itself, like just as a whole, those two words, abandon yourself, really carry the picture, the true meaning of what Neville asks us to do when it comes to imagining our new state and staying faithful to it. I thought it was great to share my thoughts on it and just sort of contemplate his meeting. Lots of love, and as always, imagine wisely.